It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Jake coming at you from our Carrier Zone studios at Vivint Arena. Austin Horton producing today <laughs> across the glass from me. <laughs> oh, I love you, Austin. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hey, Jake. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? What? What are you laughing at? Austin. What? What do you do? He's just got a, a, a real talent for communicating with body language. Oh, really? What do you do? You know, he's doing a little dance in there. Just making me <laughs> I laugh. dancing. They were. Just doing a little dance in there, making me laugh. Jake funny. was giving me what he wants you to do and what I to do for incriminating audio. I was. I was batting about some ideas. And I was reenacting some of those things. Yes. Uh-huh. It was funny. I've got some good ones for you, Gordon. You're not going to like it much, but I, 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 I'm, I'm batting about some ideas. Uh, okay. Just remember <laughs> that whatever you do, there will be a comeuppance. Not the way you've been picking. <laughs> okay, if not if not if not in this way, then another. How about how about this for Gordon? My column really sucked today. Oh, that's that's personal. Is that too much? Is that too too he, harsh? You you you'd be have a better chance of him uh, accepting something about his kids than going after the column. <laughs> oh right? yeah, the column is is sacred. That's sacred. All right, I'll take that one off the list. Too much. It's going to bounce back at you, I'm telling you, <laughs> one way or another. Well, yeah, because I, I had a bit of a bad run picking games in the old survivor pool, so I should probably not tempt fate. However, uh, three in a row is pretty, is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, pretty, pretty sad. And really, would, and really four, because he tried to cheat yesterday and still got a loss. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, no, I picked the Bears. They uh, lost two. Oh. <laughs> Oh, man. I, I got to admit, though, I never thought Seattle would have lost to the Giants. You know, the Giants have won like four in a row. They're going to win yeah. that division. Oh, that ain't saying much. No, it's not. Although Washington got a win yesterday over Pittsburgh. Good for Alex Smith. Did you see the pictures wow. of uh, Alex Smith's leg? Uh, yes. That, bleeding uh, profusely? It is. It is uh, his story is remarkable. And the fact that we know him the way we do here makes it that much more interesting. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, really, anybody can win with that football team, let alone somebody who's uh, been through what Alex has been through. Oh, I, yeah. So crazy. One of the worst injuries ever, I think. You know, I, I uh, looked into what he's being paid today. You know, he's being paid over $20 million. That is quite the incentive to to rehab and come back, don't you think? Maybe. If I you're going to go through he, that, you might as well do it for $20 million. Yeah, but he probably already has a bunch of money, you know. So I mean, if you have a let's say you have a hundred million in the bank, then you know what's when Uncle Sam is done with you. Then what's another ten? You know, ten percent of your wealth. Yeah, but that's an enormous amount of money. It's yeah, enormous. But, yeah, but you know how much a hundred and twenty million, a hundred and ten, a hundred million makes. Uh, in and of itself, not as much as 120. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, but again, you got to take it after taxes, unless he's got a very creative accountant. So what has to happen here is you and Gordon buy a lottery ticket together, and when that lottery ticket wins, you take 80 percent of the winnings, and Gordon Why? gets 20. 
Why would, why would we do that? Because the, when you already have money in the bank. Yeah, it's obviously uh, inconsequential to you. At what point did I ever say that I had $100 million in the bank? Oh. I'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> no. We certainly all no. believe that you do. No. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying that money isn't as much of an incentive if you've already got a bunch of it. $20 million dollars is an incentive to every human on this planet, regardless of their wealth. If I had put down $10 billion, I only would have had five left. Yeah, that's just... After the recession, I dropped 90 mil while I've recouped that and doubled it. And doubled it. I think these are the things I was reading or something (laughs) that somebody else had written. Uh, I didn't uh, hear you say quote before you started reading. If you have have $100 million and, and you've got a busted up leg like that, then, you know, I mean, going through all that to get back out on the field where you could be injured again? I got $5 billion. If you asked th- Austin Horton think- right now if he would smash his leg with a car <laughs> for $20 million, he'd do it. Uh, what do I need legs for right. if I got $20 million? Yeah, but you already got 100 Fine. Take my arms, too. I don't need them. <laughs> if you already got 100 you don't care about another 10 You sure do. I, I care about you 10 sure cents. Yeah, you sure do. <laughs> no, you, I mean, the, the, yeah, I don't think so. You got to have something else driving you other than that. Nah. I mean, 20 million, uh, 20 million is a sizable number, but, uh, but if you, uh, if you, if, if you're losing half of it to taxes and whatnot. Uh, then, you know, so know. what's driving them? The, the, yeah. the glitz of a Super Bowl ring? Right. Pasha. They all end up auctioning those 30 years afterward anyway. <laughs> but it's not as cute a story, Austin, if you mention the $20 million, because that distracts from the all oh, the hard work and the suffering and all this, which is all true. But when you look at the motivation and you bring in the $20 million, all of a sudden everybody can, oh, oh that doesn't matter. Okay, of so ha- it hang does. on. Let, let's back this conversation Actually, it makes more up. sense. Austin, if you had $100 million, you got $100 million. Uh-huh. You got it all safely invested, and you have good money managers taking care of your stuff, and you're in good shape. We're assuming some things and, here. And then Alex. I say, and then I say to you, uh, yeah, I know, but you know, I mean, Alex, is a pretty smart dude, right? So let's say I, I say to you, uh, Austin, all right, it, you can you can maybe get ten million more if we mangle your leg. Uh huh. And you have to go through all that, uh, and you've already got the hundred million. Uh, you you probably would say, "No, I'm good." And it's that I'm a football player, or am I still just producing this oh, little show? Here? I'll answer. That. I'd mangle the leg. Are you kidding me? For for ten percent more of your net worth, that pays for the tithing. Wait a minute, but you've already got. Uh, you've got a. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. You're not going to spend a hundred million. You, you're not going to spend that much for the rest of your life, and your kids aren't going to probably. Hey, Gordon, why didn't Jeff Bezos retire ten years ago? You know, why is Warren Buffett still at it? I mean, I, 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 these questions that you always ask are just. They, yeah, but they yeah, but, uh, really yeah, but there's a mangled. There, no, there's a mangled leg involved in this. Yeah. He's got another leg, and it's better. <laughs> 
He got over it. And yeah, and he gets all this Disney-fied praise because oh my he gosh. came over they're the, gonna make overcame a, it. They're going to make a movie about it. Yeah, he's <laughs> They gonna... have made a movie about it. That's it true. was all anyone talked about for six no. months. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why I think you guys are full of it. Uh, Austin, if I handed you five million right now, you'd be out of here. You'd be gone floating on a raft somewhere. But that has nothing to do with Alex Smith. I know, but it has to do with the fact that you'd already be satisfied with what you have. Five million? Yeah, that yeah. would satisfy me, but it's not that I would not want to take another five million if you were said, if, if I break if your leg, possible, I'll give yeah. you another five million. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we jump into the show, because uh, we do have a lot to do today, uh, pretty sad that uh, Chuck Yeager passed away, Gordon. Yes, and uh, at uh, 97 years old, the first man to uh, to break the sound barrier, he fought in four wars, which is pretty interesting. But uh, he he was famous for his quotes, which I didn't necessarily know until today. And I went down the the, the rabbit hole of uh, his quotes, and he said some pretty uh, awesome stuff. Uh, give me an example. Uh, let's see. At the moment of truth, there are either reasons or results. How about this one? This this one might be my favorite. The first time I ever saw a jet, I shot it down. <laughs> what? One up that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, rules are made for people who aren't willing to make up their own. Um, let's see. The secret of my success is that I always manage to live to fly another day. Um, so he's a humble man. He says, I have no regrets about my life. People ask, if you had to do it all over again, would you do it differently? No, that's speculation. Oh, but but his <laughs> life was so exceptional in so many ways. I mean, uh, look, Chuck Yeager, uh, for the past 40, 50 years, has been an American hero. You know, every, every, everywhere he goes, he's, he's uh, lauded and, and, you know, adored. He's lived a pretty good life, and 97 years of it, that's a long time. There is no kind of ultimate goal to do something twice as good as anyone else can. It's just to do the job as best as you can. If it turns out good, fine. If it doesn't, that's the way it goes. See, that's a great attitude. Uh, that is a fantastic attitude. Too many people are trying to do stuff uh, in order to impress other people, and other people probably don't care one way or the other. So don't worry about any of that. Just worry about doing the best job you can do and forget about the rest. That's that's terrific advice. Uh, let's see here. After about 30 minutes, I puked all over my airplane. I said to myself, man, you made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, this is man. the last this is the last one. Uh quote, in 1966, NASA took over in space and it has been a bureaucratic mess ever since. Well, he uh <laughs> remember, he was uh he, he he I think he wanted to be an astronaut and he it, I think he was ultimately turned down for that, right? Uh, wasn't there a scene in The Right Stuff or, where he flies his jet out into the, the highest uh, uh, atmosphere level that he could do it, and then he, he came back because he wanted to, to, to go on into space, but he wasn't chosen for the program? Am I remembering that right? I bet Mr. Know-it-all would know that. But Google? I don't know. Uh, sorry, I'm currently measuring a TV that someone tweeted out last night. <laughs> Ten stockings, five more on the credenza there. Wow, nice TV. Yeah, one of them fell down. I have a nice TV. 
Oh, those are my those are those are for my uh, my wife, my kids, uh, my uh, sons-in-law, and my grandkids. So that about covers. Wow, a lot of stockings. And the TV, you had to get the wide angle on the on the picture here to get that thing in there. How did Lisa get that thing through the door? <laughs> <laughs> On her back, like the rest of everything. <laughs> Surprised oh, Lisa was able to mount a TV that size. <laughs> she didn't. <laughs> Who did? Uh, my brother-in-law, Al. He did it. He's a handyman and does really good work for different people. And he uh-huh. came over and... I had no idea uh, uh, your nickname for Lisa was Al. No, it's not. It wasn't Lisa. There's his incriminating <laughs> audio. <laughs> My nickname for Lisa is Al. No. <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law, Al, that guy, he can fix anything. <laughs> he can do anything and uh, uh, knows what he's doing. So I know Lisa does. She can't no. fix anything and do anything. Oh, yeah. You, th- you think true. Lisa's going to mount that TV by herself yes. up on the wall like that? Yes. No. Come on. Nobody could do that by themselves. I know it's although, as if although, although if somebody were 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 not out there to help her, who would that be? I'm sorry, this is about Chuck Yeager. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who would that be to help? What Man. was I supposed to be googling? I don't know. Uh, should we get to the split story of the day? <laughs> I'm just blown away by this picture. Big TV. Scotty and I were just going back trading. Hope trading. you're surviving quarantine, uh, there, Gordon. <laughs> Looks rough. Oh brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to That looks like a picture of someone who says 20 million when you've got 100 million. Ah, I don't need it. Now, you know, the thing about those, those TVs are pretty reasonable actually, but you know, <laughs> one thing that's really cool about that is when you're watching the right kind of show on there, it almost it almost looks like it's in 3D. It's really cool. I really like that a lot. Hmm. The family does too. You look comfy. <laughs> uh, hold on, uh, I'm I'm uh, texting uh, possible incriminating audio uh, suggestions for Gordon. Uh, uh, Austin, will you tell me if those are? Will you tell me if those? Wait are a important? minute! Did you send? Did you send, did you send that? Did you, did you Everything send that looks bigger on my TV. <laughs> I think that's what I'm doing. That's that's what's going to happen right there. Oh, man. Okay, run that one by Lisa and say if I could say that on the air. Yeah, let's see how that goes. All right, how about this? You know, I will say this. One time I was – my my wife was going to – she was educating my two oldest daughters uh, when they were younger about uh, a little bit of uh, education on human relations, as it were. And I said, okay, you handle that. I'm going to take it. That time we had three daughters. I said, I'll take the third one on a walk. And and so we, my my third daughter and I, who she was quite really small at that time, probably younger than you guys' daughters now. We we go out for a walk, and when I come back, up on my big screen is like uh, like uh, I mean, I just couldn't believe what I saw on my big screen. You know, it was, but it was all educational. It was all, I think it was like some sort of uh, 
tool by which uh, parents could teach their kids about the birds and the bees. And there was an awfully big bird. <laughs> well, where, where is this coming from? <laughs> That's not TV. what Jake and I were talking yeah, about. what huh? are you talking about? Where's Easy this there, story? Chester. Yeah. Where is this story coming Wait from? Wait a minute. What's this I just read here? What? What? I'm not going to say it. What? What? I mean, because that, that anecdote was completely out of the blue. <laughs> Didn't match up with anything in this Yeah, text. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. <laughs> That's not what I read right here. Well, what, what, what is it? I didn't write anything. What are you talking about? <laughs> Nobody has any clue why you brought up that story. We're talking about your TV. And yeah, all of a sudden we're talking we're about your TV. And, seriously, where did that Jake come said, from? Jake said that a certain kind of programming would look really great on my big TV. Pull that, and that's not even uh, incriminating audio right there. And he did it in a super creepy low voice. That's very Pull that. Jake said I Boom. like to watch this on my super big TV. Coming up next, uh, we'll get into the split story well, today. We'll talk, well, about, we'll talk about BYU. In fact, uh, listen really closely here for a second, Gordon. Listen, listen. You hear that? That's silence. the sound of the billable hours for Chad Bunn's lawyer adding up. We will explain. Coming up next. Stay tuned. 97.5, The Zone. I love it when you call me Big Papa. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a total request Tuesday. Uh, And Austin, uh, in honor of Gordon's incredibly large television, has uh, today's theme is songs about big things. Band names, song names, lyrics, whatever. Big songs. This, of course, being uh, Big Papa by Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, seems like a a good selection. Uh, Gordon, our friend uh, Jay Drew of the Des News, has been reporting on uh, media availability for Brady Hoke as BYU gets ready for San Diego State. And uh, you and I were actually doing the show together a long time ago, Gordon, when uh, when BYU decided to go to uh, Independent. And we talked about whether there'd be, uh, you know, hurt feelings and long-term relationship ramifications between uh, BYU and those schools they elected to leave behind. Well, Brady uh, answered some questions about BYU today, obviously, uh, and uh, he was at San Diego State back then, we'll remember. Um, Hoke was asked today if he wants to play BYU in the future. He said, good question. I don't know what I would say about scheduling them uh, uh, he he just basically ducked the question. He well, that, I think he pretty much just answered it with that. He said if he had the same opinion about scheduling BYU as Rocky Long Express last year, uh, Hoke said he doesn't have an opinion, quote, not right now. He said, why not the same as Rocky? He said, quote, well, we are different people, unquote. <laughs> so he, he danced around it quite a bit. But then he well, said why, this. Why would you dance around it? I mean, if the answer is yes, then you would say yes. If it's no, then you'd say something else. Uh, Hoke uh, talked about BYU leaving the Mountain West. This is where he said, quote, When they left the league, that obviously was tough on everyone. I think having the opportunity to have them in the league, I thought it was great. They obviously feel they have to do what is right for their university and their program. Uh, he talked about them leaving in 2011. Quote, We would like them to be a league member playing them. 
And then uh, Jay uh, Jay said he actually went on to talk about the JJ D Luigi replay replay gate fumble from 2010, oh, and uh, quickly came to mind. He said, "quote A replay that didn't go our way." Unquote. Jeez. Now remember, now Brady's got to watch himself because uh, Chad Bunn was uh, was sending out cease and desists for anybody who would actually bring that up. <laughs> of course, we remember Chad Bunn being the uh, uh, what he's a BYU videographer and he was the replay official for some reason in that game. And then that that was one of the most egregiously blown replay calls maybe in the history of college football, and he came under a little bit of criticism. And then when it came back up again. He, uh, anybody who brought it up, he started uh, getting lawyers involved. Well, the funny thing about that is that Chad is a nice man. Um, but Sounds uh, like someone who got one of those letters. Oh. No, <laughs> no. I've, I knew Chad for a long time, and uh, he's, he's, a pretty, he's, a, he's a good guy. So I don't know. That caught him in the middle of a, of a firestorm. Did he actually make the call, or was he in there sort of advising or something like that? No, I think he was the head of the 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 was group. It? Yeah, the the replay okay. team or or what have you. Because the Mountain <laughs> West immediately after that changed the rules okay. that nobody under the school's employee could be a part of that. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. and I've never met Chad, but that that did lead to uh, one of the funnier segments of radio that we did a long time ago. You know, you don't Chad Bun did not, and then insert thing here because he can't sue you <laughs> if you're saying he didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Chad Bunn did not uh, rob a liquor store? No. <laughs> <laughs> Chad Bunn did not cheat on his taxes? He didn't do that, Gordon. No. Mm-mm. Chad Bunn does not drive 125 miles an hour on the freeway? Or in school zones. Or in school zones. That doesn't happen. He does not graffiti landmarks downtown, historical ones. He doesn't uh, uh, shake down middle schoolers for their lunch money? Chad's a good guy. <laughs> I, I Chad don't. is not not a good guy. He's not not a good guy. <laughs> uh, I've never met Chad. I bumped into him once uh, coming out of the bathroom at the uh, uh, Mountain West Conference basketball tournament. He sue you? No, he didn't sue me. <laughs> I just wondered. I just didn't know. I, I just looked down on his, uh, uh, he had a name a credential thing on it. I was like, oh, that's, that's Chad Bunn. Never met the man other than that. Where do you know him from? Just from crossing paths. Thanksgivings you know, and Easter's and No. Nothing like that, but just you know, talking, you know, how when you go to games and you you know, travel and stuff, you see people. And uh if you do that for fifty years and you know, you, you start to you know, sort of get to know folks. Okay. Chad Bunn is not involved in a Ponzi scheme? <laughs> Chad Bunn's favorite television program is not what we believe Gordon's favorite television program is. Uh, what, is what is my favorite television program? Tune in for incriminating audio. Oh. You'll tell us. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, well, okay, so in all honesty, why we're bringing this up, not only did I find that uh, somewhat entertaining, but it, it's amazing that uh, you know 10 years have gone by, and those are, are still a thing. I think part of the reason BYU um, – does not go back to the Mountain West as some of these relationship type things. And maybe uh, the Mountain West is not, um, uh, you know, that aggressive in, in getting BYU back to the league because there is some relationship things on their end. Remember, uh, oh, man. Uh, Mountain, for a hot the Mountain West would, would, have, would 
Roll out the red carpet for BYU to come back to that league. Are you kidding me? There is no doubt about that. There might be some sour feelings and whatnot left over, but when it comes down to money, 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 those those schools would would have BYU back in a heartbeat. Uh, okay, I get you, and and logic would would say that. But also, you're talking about the league that two years ago tried to swipe Gonzaga out of the West Coast Conference just to spite <laughs> BYU. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, you could say, oh, the money, and they'd get over it and that sort of thing. But, you know, we're talking about humans here. And I I truly believe going back to the Mountain West is the best thing for BYU football. I know that's somewhat of a controversial opinion around here, and not everybody agrees with me, and they, they certainly don't have to. But this relationship stuff really matters when when charting a course for the future of that football program. I, I absolutely believe that. Yeah, well, there are those. This is something you and I have discussed at length and there are those in power down at BYU who disagree with that, and uh, they're, they're staying that course. Uh, for how long, I don't know. And they're waiting for some more shifts as far as television deals and whatnot moving forward into the future and, and conference affiliations and whatnot. I, I, you know, I don't know exactly uh, what is going into it right now, but you certainly can list the various things that are make sense, the logical reasons for them either to stay independent or to uh, reattach themselves. Let's say that this next contract TV drama comes and goes and it becomes apparent that BYU is not going to be included in the near future. Do you think that changes the way they view things? I don't know, because they're probably making more money from ESPN now than they would be if they were a member of the Mountain West. So I, I'm, I'm not sure the answer to that question for that reason. Um, now, the question then becomes, how long does ESPN want to keep doing this with BYU? They they just re-upped their deal, right? And so, but what, what was it for? Do you remember how long that was, Jake? It's, I don't uh, think they made it public, to be honest. Did they? Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they did. But, uh, I mean, it works now. But BYU, the pressure is on BYU to win. They they have to win, and they have to play entertaining football to make themselves attractive for that kind of deal. And for that matter, I'm pretty sure that BYU thought that they could they could find themselves in a P5 conference somewhere. And that, that was probably part of the plan in launching themselves into independence at the time that Utah went to the Pac-12, but uh, that hasn't really gone according to plan. Uh, Seven years is uh, what the new Pac-12 TV deal is for. Did not uh, see the financials of the deal. Or or, or, excuse me, BYU. It's a a seven-year agreement. Mm -hmm. But they did not disclose how much, right? But, I mean, you know, I remember Scotty and Hans were down at uh, Mountain West Media Day a couple of years ago, and they talked to somebody from the conference off the air, and uh, that's certain somebody who would know, by the way, seemed to think mm-hmm. they could probably, the Mountain West, if they finagled it, could probably get in the financial ballpark for BYU. Now, maybe that's just, you know, their their side of it, but they seem to think that, at least at that time. Well, doesn't Boise State have certain arrangements right. that are favorable? Yeah. Well, right, which is another funny story because the, the conference uh, tried to erase those special circumstances like in the middle of the night. <laughs> they tried to like push that through in the middle of the night, and Boise the next day was like, wait, you're going to do what now? What? So, no, you're so, not so, going uh, to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
So, Jake, uh, how how do we feel about that? We talked about the Clippers uh, a couple of weeks ago and the special accommodations made for Paul George and for Kawhi Leonard and how that uh, that sort of rotted in the locker room. You know, what about conferences? What about what about people who and in, 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 in institutions that think that they uh, the rules don't apply to them as much or that there should be special accommodation for them? Does that is, is are we in a world where hey man it doesn't matter as long as I get mine as long as my setup is the way I want it then all y'all can do whatever you want I how do you think that works I mean because to some extent these leagues are associations so you do you I'm I'm glad you compared it to the Clippers I th- I think that's a, a really interesting comparison and and my answer to you would be it absolutely creates hard feelings like really yeah. hard feelings so if you're going to do it or if you're going to make those special exceptions the 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 special uh person or university in this case uh better be a big enough deal that those hard feelings don't matter cuz like look at the look at the the Big 12 yeah, you know, Texas they get, with their network and all that. All sorts of special considerations. But if you yeah. think about it for a second, where would Iowa State be without Texas? Like, where yeah. would the rest of that league be without Texas? The answer is irrelevant and and on the G5 level. And and throw Oklahoma in there, I got it. But I think you get my point. So, so uh, you know, uh, TCU could be as, uh, as, as completely bitter and hate Texas with all their might, and it doesn't matter. Because Texas is that big a deal. What's the cliche? Uh, the golden rule is that the rules are made by the one with the gold. But if Utah were to walk into Lair's office and say, hey, <laughs> we want more money, uh, Lair would probably than, than go, every, that's everybody cute else. of you. That's so, that's so nice. I, I'm so sorry you uh, flew all this way to and waste you your are. time like this. Yeah. <laughs> So if you're gonna if you're gonna wave it around like that, you better be a big enough deal to to back it up. So if you were running an institution, then Jake, would you would you say, hey man, I'm doing whatever's best for my my uh, interest here, and everybody else can can essentially just suck it because I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna worry about them. I'm gonna worry about me. Well, see the idea. See, if that if that was our work environment here, if that's the way the guys at the station were, that would really bug everybody, wouldn't it? It would. It, it absolutely would. So same same with our listener, whatever office you work in, those who have preferential treatment, and I'm sure this exists. I mean, it happens everywhere, depending upon what your value is. I'll never forget talking to a friend of mine who is national sales director for his company. He was a big deal. And uh, he was telling me about this one salesperson that was under his wing. He was her boss, and he said she could have him fired whenever she wanted because she was the number one producer. Yeah. And uh, you know, so if you have that, if you if you're bringing that to the table, then you get special accommodation, man. But I, I don't know how that goes over. With everybody else, I, I'm, you know, I guess it depends. I think it honestly is why the Pac-12 fights so hard to keep everything on equal footing because they value that. I mean, the idea of a conference is you you pool your resources 
together to get the best possible outcome for everybody. And maybe somebody's worth a little more away. Maybe somebody's worth a little less. But you say, ah, well, you know, we're we're one entity, so we're going to go along to get along. That's why if if USC ever decides that it's worth more than uh, Oregon State and uh, decides that it wants a little more share, the Pac-12 is going to be in a real pickle because they pretty much would have to give it to them. Do you think, uh, name a team, Jake, name a team. Mm. Professional team, uh, the Toledo Mudhens. <laughs> okay, let's take the Jazz for instance. Uh, Donovan Mitchell just signed that extension for a whole lot of money. Rudy Gobert is in negotiation for a contract. Then you got teammates who are dependent upon who make considerably less than that. Do you think that bothers things? That that ruffles things in the locker room? Depends on who it is. You know what I mean? You mean the overall chemistry of the team, or you mean the individual star that's pulling down all that well, cash? Well, both. I mean, if I, I would guess, uh, you know, back in the day when uh, Greg Foster looked over at Carl, who was making <laughs> significantly more than him, I, I would guess Greg Foster go, you know what, uh, that's that's fine. Carl's, uh, he's the pillar, you know? He's mm-hmm. the one bringing home the bacon. He, he You know, he should be uh, compensated in, in that form. But uh, let's see, who was... I'm sure uh, when when Tag got that big deal, there were players on the team who were looking over and going, "Really, him?" I think Greg Ostertag should be in the NBA Hall of Fame. That guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I, I think it depends on who's making it and how much. So yeah, yeah, but you know how athletes feel about things. I mean, they they all think that they are major contributors or could be if they were given the right opportunity. I mean, maybe that's true for the superstar athletes. I mean, they're beyond reproach. But, I, I, you know, that's something that we don't talk about a whole lot. And everybody, I, I'm not sure that guys want to begrudge anybody else for what they make or the privileges that are extended them, but they want those same privileges, you know? I mean... The one that would be a really fascinating study if anybody really wanted to look into it or do an anonymous survey or something is how the rest of the team feels about high-paid NFL quarterbacks. Because NFL quarterbacks are paid exponentially more than uh, the rest of the team. I mean, like double and triple. I mean, you look at what you're – like Zeke Elliott, for example – uh, remember, he, what was it, he held out last year or was it two years? It was last year, right? He, he holds out for a new contract, you know, gets paid amongst the top running backs in the league. He's making around $12 bucks. Dak Prescott is trying to negotiate a deal where he'll be making $39 million. And in the NFL, with its really strict cap, that means that they have to cut a lot of players to pay Dak Prescott $39 million. Then if he goes, then if he goes out and throws an interception untimely, uh, man, then people probably look at it and go, "Hey, man, right? You're not, you're not uh, making your cash. You're not earning it." Let's talk about your favorite butthead, Joe, Joe Flacco. After he signed that big deal, after they won the Super Bowl, I bet he was the most unpopular guy in that locker room because he was pretty good. But he was being paid like he was really, really good. And they had to let go a lot of good players that helped win that Super Bowl because he signed that deal. Uh, I I would be curious to to really get the behind the scenes on that if there's resentment there. Just because that particular position gets paid so much more than the rest of the team. 
So do you think that it's all, all as chummy as sometimes uh, people make it sound, like they were a team, we're united, we play together, we play for one another, especially a sport like football? I almost where, never uh, believe if, that. If that, blind, if that uh, left tackle lets, uh, lets a defensive end get by him, I mean, who knows what that quarterback might suffer. And, uh, of course, left tackles are usually paid pretty well, too. But uh, obviously some guys are making way more than others, as you have pointed out. And I just wonder if that – these guys are human beings. I wonder if they let that crop into their minds at all. Of course they do. Of course they do. And actually to bring this – oh, sorry, go ahead. Essentially the money is saying to the players, hey, this guy is a lot more valuable than you are and he's a lot more important to our team. And it's the same thing we were talking about with institutions and conferences. So so (laughs) it's not not a, a communist endeavor. Everybody isn't equal, far, far from it. And yet, when you talk about it, it's kind of like college teams with a coach making $8 million a year. And the, the, the kids are out there busting their humps and uh, getting, you know, uh, food money. Um, but I think that's why uh, the conferences work hard so hard to be equal. I think they, they view a stronger conference without those bitter feelings. I think that's why most conferences try to avoid that sort of thing. All right, we'll get to uh, more coming up next. Stay tuned. want to say thanks to the title sponsor of The Big Show, and that's our friends at Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned and operated Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires. More next, 97.5 and 1280 at The Zone. Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no-credit-needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to Matthias on a Total Request Tuesday. Big songs. Either the group or the, the theme, the lyrics, whatever, in honor of Gordon's uh, big TV. Gordon, uh, let me bring up a small story here. We'll, we'll get into more NBA uh, coming up a little later on the show. We'll also talk about uh, the Utes and the Buffs. Uh, certainly should be a, a good one. Tanner Mangum is going to join us at the top of 3 o'clock hour. Matt Williamson at 4 and our boy uh, Bowler jumps on with us at uh, the top of the 5 o'clock hour. But, uh, you know, Gordon, I'm... If uh, if somebody wants to be uh, called by a by a, a certain name, uh, far be it from me to to criticize. You know, if you want to be you want to be called uh, 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 Captain uh, Good Time, then uh, you know I'll call you. Captain, <laughs> hey, that's taken. Uh, I'll call you Captain uh, Captain Good Time. Sure you will. Um, but uh, I got to admit here, and of course my my computer picked the the best time to freeze up on me. Uh, but uh, I I don't understand uh, Devin Booker's uh, most recent tweet. All right. He he basically says, and again, I don't have it up uh, word for word in front of me. Maybe uh, Austin can uh, bring it up word for word. But he says, uh, uh, call me book or D-book, y'all. <laughs> and he said, Devin makes me uncomfortable. Is that what it said, Austin? Yeah, exactly. It says, it's book or D-book, y'all. Devin makes me a little uncomfortable. Why? It's your given name. Yeah, I know. That's what I thought, too. And, and hey, I'll, I'll call you book, I guess. I mean, if And that... his Twitter handle is at Devin Book. Yeah, but but Devin, uh, that's a strong name. It's his name. Yeah, 
Don't run from Devin. It's all good. Do you? I'm Mostly Gordon, would, if, as, a media, as a member of the media, if, uh, if uh, Donovan Mitchell said to you, it's D or D Mitch, y'all. <laughs> Donovan makes me uncomfortable. Would you ever see yourself, Gordon Monson, referring to any player by a nickname? No. Well, I mean, then your requests certain, are denied. Under certain circumstances, you could, but uh, I, I'm not. I'm not into that. You know, you hear certain press conferences and whatnot, and guys are calling people by their nicknames and stuff. That's that's. Uh, I, no, I don't. I don't think I would do that, especially not in print. It just it, uh, it also- I, I, there there are times when when I I think I probably referred to Carl Malone as mailman or something like that, but uh, not very often. I, uh, I I just think the the suddenness of it is is what's bizarre to me. Like if, if you get famous under a certain name, aren't you stuck with it? I mean, you, you you don't see Madonna coming out and saying, "Actually, call me Darlene." I mean, it just doesn't. You know, once once you've reached a certain level and your name's like right there, I think you got to stick with it whether you like it or not. I mean, right. it's Devin and Booker. People, well, you don't run from it. If if people want to call you D Book or whatever, then okay, then that's okay too. It's like Magic Johnson. You know, I mean, everybody called him Magic because that was uh, sort of that was the name he uh, everyone knew him by. But you, you know, you talking what, what about you, uh, Buck. Buck, or you know, whatever. Uh, I, you know, I, I knew I, him as Buck. Me, person. You, Magic you Johnson could... is pound for pound the best point guard who ever lived. <laughs> so I, I guess, no. If if one of the jazz players came and said, "Okay, my name is no longer Donovan. It's uh, Spider," <laughs> I'm not going to refer to him as Spider. No, it's a. Yeah, the only case I can think of that would be similar to that would be, um, uh, and, and I had a hard time get going from Ron Artest to Metal World Peace. <laughs> yeah, and that was that. That never made any sense. I I agree with you. Uh, and then, well, actually, what didn't he go to something before Metal World? Peace? Yeah, it was a panda friend, friend of panda or something. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on second reference, you're supposed to say peace. I don't know. World you know peace? what? You know what? Honestly, in one hundred percent sincerity, was the coolest thing is when he thanked his psychiatrist after they they won the the title. <laughs> I, I am his therapist. I, yeah. Or yeah, his therapist. I I am totally serious about that. There there is a guy that went through some real challenges in his life. Read read about his life before he got into the NBA. Rough, rough, rough stuff. And uh, I would imagine the journey of kind of putting it all together with some help and and in that moment, uh, really acknowledging that help that he received. I actually thought that was really cool. One of the uh, one of the uh, coolest interviews I've ever had was with uh, Better World Peace. He uh, he was very engaging and very interesting to listen to. More than Juice or 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 Hugh. More than who? Uh, uh, Hef. Sorry, excuse me. Oh, I mean, uh, I used his first name <laughs> instead of his nickname. I'm sorry, because you are. You I priest? mean, speaking of uh, uh, of being on a nickname basis, you and you and 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 Hugh Hefner have that going. Yeah, no, so. Hugh Hefner was interesting to talk to as well. Um, uh, you know, as are a number of other people that I've had the opportunity to talk to through the years. But if someone came to me and said, you know, I really don't want you to refer to me as my name. Uh, I, I I want to. I want something different. Uh, that would be, that would be tough to do. 
say how what should I if I am assigned to do a, a road teams media availability after jazz game this year, should I call him Devin just for the 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 thing that it'll do for our show? Should I keep calling him <laughs> Devin over and over, or should I be so obnoxious and refer to him as Sir? <laughs> sir, just, citizen. Just, no, no, no. I think citizen. you should call him Devin. Don't call him D Book, comrade. Break. Do that. I didn't say D Book. I said I'd call him Devin or go over the top with Sir. I'm not going to call him D Book. How about Governor? Well, like, about- like old English. <laughs> Hi, Governor. <laughs> yeah. What about that? Uh-huh. Uh, how hey, do you spell that? You going to do G U V apostrophe N A? Yeah, that's fine. Tell us about your jumper there, Governor. <laughs> the the second half defense was uh, really lacking. What was up with that, Governor? You were, uh, excuse me there, Governor. You were down 30, uh, but checked yourself back into the game to get to 50. <laughs> what? what was the thinking there? What was your thought process there, Governor? <laughs> By the way, I saw a list of players, a uh, ranking of NBA players the other day, and it had uh, Devin Booker, uh, I think it was like, Six, seven slots ahead of Donovan Mitchell. And I wondered how Jazz Nation would feel about that. Well, you would agree with it because you love Devin Booker. No. Uh, you mean Dewey Book? Well, you always bring up the that the Jazz didn't draft him as if it were some sort of franchise. Well, I think he's mistake. a little bit better than Trey Lyles. Yeah, but then they would have never gotten Donovan Mitchell, which you uh, no, never you don't know that. that. You what don't do you mean you didn't know that? I don't know that for a fact. Of course I do. They play the same position, and the Jazz wouldn't have been drafting in the same position if uh, if Devin Booker would have been on the team. Would they have traded Devin Booker for that pick? Because that's they traded Trey Lyles for that pick. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it worked out, but nobody knew that beforehand. But I'm just saying, you. you what know, if I, I just? I would have him... thought you would have agreed with that uh, assessment. What if we just call him DB from now on? Is that, is that <laughs> Deutsche Bank? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about people dictating everyone to call them by a nickname. That's DC that's suggests pretty, that's on uh, Twitter we should start calling you Gmon. <laughs> kind of like that. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, come on, come on. It's <laughs> perfect. What do you think about that? Come on, come on. I I don't. It's a, I don't care what people call me. Uh, that's why I would never Come on. dictate one thing or another. It's uh, that... it's the big show with Gamon and Jake Scott. I like oh, it. Come on! <laughs> well, how would you guys feel if I came in and I said, you know, from now on I want to be called this. Come on! He's right. <laughs> Come on! Yeah, I mean, well, what if I came in and I said, okay, Austin, from now on I want to be referred to as Godfather. Come on. You just don't do that. Come on. You don't do that to your friends. You don't do it to strangers. You Come don't on. do it to anybody. I, I thought you were going to add the father there for a second. I thought you were going to just go <laughs> God. with just God. <laughs> no, please. What if I came in and said, Austin, I want to be referred to as God from here no, on out. it's just like we've always said that you can't pick your own nickname, but to start dictating terms at this point is that's just silly. Come on. Uh, we're coming up next. Come on, guys. <laughs> We've got Tanner Mangum is going to join the show. We'll ask him about the Cougs. Come on. Uh, T-Mang? T-Mang? I don't know. I thought I, you were saying I, Team not... A plays <laughs> Team B. If, huh? I don't know if, uh, if Tanner has a nickname. We'll ask him. We'll, we'll, T-Man. We'll lead with that. Coming up next. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.